Yo, people, welcome to Brandpreneur, a platform that inspires the action needed to build a disruptive brand and impact the universe. I am Matt Thorne, aka Sketchy. And I'm Phil Kemish, aka Phil Kemish. And if you're a brand builder, a startup, or you're looking for the inspirational stories from some of the best people who are changing the world, then this is the place for you. Yeah, and every week we're going to unveil the tips, tricks, and action needed from the people that have been there and done it. So make sure you smash that subscribe button and punch that notification bell straight in the face. And this week, I am humbled with the guests that we've got on this show. We are very blessed to have this man, Grace, the Brandtrepreneur Mike. I saw him talk two years ago at the Do Lectures and his story absolutely changed his life and my outlook on what I want to do. And we're very blessed to have him. Yeah, and we're really lucky to be working with this guy, helping him build his brand. Uh, this is a guy who's a hairdresser from South London who changed his life and the lives of many others just by doing the simple act of cutting homeless people's hair. He's really touched millions of people. His story has gone viral. He's had people like Morgan Freeman talking about him, which is absolutely incredible. It's Joshua Coombs, the founder of Do Something For Nothing. We had an inspiring coffee and conversation with Josh. He gets to tell us about the importance of human connection, how brands can impact social good. And how just one haircut can completely transform your life. Great conversation with Joshua Coons from Do Something For Nothing. Let's get right into it. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Brandtrepreneur, and we are very excited to be joined by the man behind the movement of Do Something For Nothing, the one and only Joshua Coombs. Hey. Welcome, Josh. Thanks so welcome. much. Thanks for having me, you guys. Thanks for joining us for coffee. Yeah, cheers. Today, we've got Redemption Roasters, and uh, I don't know if you've heard of Redemption Roasters, but those guys are, the coffee's actually roasted in a prison by, y by young offenders. So really interesting, nice kind of wow. good story behind that, m putting the people in there. You know, I'd, uh, I've heard murmurs. I think someone was telling me about it um, recently, but I actually haven't looked that much into it. And like, I, I really want to know more about it. And you're a coffee connoisseur, yeah? I love the stuff. <laughs> I'm like, now, do you know what? The thing is, I was like a coffee, like I'm a bit of a, I really like coffee, like what is speciality coffee, but actually genuinely, I'm just like, uh, any coffee's good. I'm just like a caffeine freak. I need to stop. Keeps you going. Yeah, it does. I say coffee <laughs> is the fuel of the hustle. Right. So, like anyone in business, when you think about starting out, being in a coffee shop, your first office, 
It's coffee. That's it. It goes with everything. You're right. It's everywhere it goes. It's just part of it. So we're going to crack on. I'm really excited because, you know, this, this episode, yes, we're chatting about a brand, but actually we're not talking so much about the business and the revenue side of it. We're talking about a movement and something that you started yes. for pure passion and for trying to change the world and, and trying to make a difference. So I just want to start with going into, like, how you started it. Like, what was the first moment that you realized that you wanted to try and do something different? Yeah, um, for me, the... The most important thing to touch on whenever I talk about this is kind of like the negative feelings I felt pre-doing anything. So I was working in a salon in London as a hairdresser, having a column. I really enjoyed my job. I was happy in my work, but it wasn't something that was... There was something that was feeling like I needed to do more. There's a space within me that I needed a little bit more purpose. And I was seeing lots of people around on the streets in London, people who are homeless. And I've always, I've never been really judgmental towards this like certain group of people, but I wasn't doing much more than just stopping, giving a bit of change and moving on, you know? And um, I was always really intrigued by people's stories. Yeah. One day I had my, my hairdressing things in my backpack and I was going to cut a client's hair outside of work like you do, you know, to make a bit of money. And I, um, I didn't end up going there. I called them up and said I can't make it because I ended up talking to this guy on the street and I cut his hair and it was quite a spontaneous thing because he really needed a haircut. I had my things on me and I just, rather than talk, you know, I spoke for a bit. I yeah. said, actually, mate, shall I sit up here? Let's do it, you know? And it was in that moment where, like, these helpless feelings of what can I do as one person, the multitude of a problem, like the kind of, um, I mean, the magnitude of a problem, like how 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 the statistics didn't really, like, do anything for me. Really, in that hour that I cut his hair, it kind of changed. And that's one thing I wasn't planning for. It did come from, like, a negative place, but I found through something simple like a haircut, Afterwards, I was suddenly like, uh, you know, I, I found out about this guy's story. For a moment, I was like way more present uh, with How him. did you transition from giving someone change to cutting their hair? Was it like over a period of time where you'd start talking to people? Like how did, because yeah. obviously they're quite big steps to make. Yeah, right? that's it. Yeah, it's important to fill some of the gaps. I guess I, I, I was, I, I was building more rapport with, with people. I was kind of having those five minute conversations like, right which began to be really important in the first instance. So it wasn't just like straight to a haircut. It was just... And that opened your eyes up yeah, to those stories that were actually right. there and put a, a story to a face, I imagine. Well, that's, well, that's it because, you know, you, 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 you feel like, you know, is it okay to say how are you? Is it okay to say how's your day going? Well, clearly, look, this person's on the street like, and I'm in this position. But I realized a lot of that stuff, that was all like my own barriers. Like, what? so what do I do instead? Not talk to this person? That's your own ego. Yeah, like that's, that's my own... Theirs. That's yeah. my own thing that I had to get past yeah. so it was you're right it's a really good point because it was like it went from change you know buying a coffee to more in-depth conversations of how are you and how's your day going and finding a bit more about that person it was that that made me go wow I'm just more intrigued to to keep doing this and then the haircut was like the the tipping point yeah you and, know. And, and from a tipping point for you personally to a tipping point that this story traveled and touched millions of people what was that tipping point? Was it somebody took a video of you and put up? How was that transition between I'm just a guy in the street doing this for me to other people going, have you seen Joshua Coombs, the, like the hairdresser? He's kind of like, what was the what Yeah, was that sure. Movement? Yeah, to try and keep that kind of yeah. um, uh, succinct. It's, so I was still working my job in the salon. After that first haircut, I went in the next day and I was like talking to clients about it, all excited about this. And they're like, all right, great. You know? <laughs> but like, I was like super, I was like, wow, like I cut this guy's hair on the street and he told me all about his life. And yeah. I just knew from that moment, I was like, I'm going to keep doing this. So I started going out on Sundays and finding more people. And it just, it just started eating into my life. And it got to this point where I was like, I've used up all my holiday time anyway. And I, someone contacted me on, to go on a trip to Quito in Ecuador and it was a hairdressing project where I was going to teach underprivileged women in Quito how to 
um, you know, use hairdressing as a tool to make money. And it was a five-week thing. So someone got in touch with me on an email and it was like this decision to say, okay, well, either I quit my job and, and do this or I, or I forget. And I just, I went, okay, I'm just going to go with this. But the way it turned into a bigger thing was actually this hashtag. As soon as I started like posting this on Instagram. So from these haircuts that I used to give on the street, I'd take this before and after photo. Yeah. Then I'd post a story on Instagram. And that was a decision I made that I realized this wasn't just for me, these stories I was hearing, I wanted it to be about other people. Yeah. So do something for nothing was the hashtag. BBC actually um, got in touch about a couple of months in or a few months in, came and filmed a video around London, put it out on Facebook. It got like 30 million views. Wow. It, tu- it turned into like it turned <laughs> into like yeah it turned into it like honestly same. within within <laughs> wow. a w- within a I think it was within a week so within on the first Facebook. yeah on Facebook wow. so so the first night it was like it was like it just snowballed you know my Instagram just blew up overnight it's really important to say that's a really um, integral part of why this moved on you know this tran- this transitioned from just me cutting a hair yeah. it went from me cutting hair on the street to posts on Instagram with a before and after picture which was a way to to tell this story to other people, to then the BBC and a few other people getting in touch saying, hey, we've seen what you're doing, we want to come and film it. And the BBC came and filmed me and you know a few of the people I'd met on the streets of London, their story, and they put it out on Facebook. And within like a few days, it got millions of hits. Eventually, you know, within a week, it was like 30 million hits and that changed everything. That was, um, that was what took this from me and this hairdressing story. You know, overnight, this changed. And that was, you know, picking up thousands of followers like an hour on Instagram for like a whole night. And it was just like, it was nuts. I didn't know what to do. I remember calling my sister. I was like, this is weird. I don't know (laughs) if to like switch my like account onto private, but I I just, uh, the the way I... I How long had you been posting before this moment? Okay, so sure, some context. Yeah, yeah. So so I, through these, through these stories um, and cutting hair still on the weekend in the salon and then kind of, it was, it was a good few months that I was going out and doing this and it was it was me on my own doing it on the streets and that's where this kind of really began for me so we're talking like one post a week two posts a week a cu- three a cu- more like once every c- a couple of weeks because I felt like I was taking a while to curate this little mini story of someone so it was probably like I don't know how many haircuts but it was just a few month period of time and then it blew up after that and it was was there a slow incline of people starting to drive? Did you see an impact when you first dropped stories? Like when you were doing it yourself? Oh yeah, for sure. It's a re- and that's a real important yeah. question because yeah. because I was on a think tank recently and it was like um, talking about influencers and the influence yeah. we have. And of course I understand like this term is used for what it's used and it, it makes perfect sense. But I mean, when you take the word influence, people coming up with questions and saying, well, I'm not an influencer, but I think this and I think this. And I'm like, well, you can influence your 300 followers like beyond belief like i started out doing this and immediately there's two things that happened which was i was no longer worried about what i was posting anymore in the sense of how it was perceived because i i before it was i don't know how am i going to look in this photo is it what filter am i going to put on it this like the the things we all wrestle with to go is that a bit too posy or is that whatever but it was about somebody else. This was a documentation. This turned into like a, this is, I'm like, I am the, the lens here. This is my amplifier. And this person's story who, who needs to be told is be getting put out into the world. And that was like, 
I stopped giving a shit about how it came out. I was like, this is an amazing platform to I me I bet now. that felt very freeing in yeah. a way. Because obviously you'd dealt with a lot of emotions when you were saying, I did, felt a little bit helpless. I bet this felt like, this is how I can help. Yeah, like and the, the light bulb switch. Right. Finding your voice. Yeah, and any, anyone listening, you know, I, mean, I understand how something like a haircut might be considered piecemeal and, and something that's like this, this, this act of kindness, quote unquote. But actually the journalistic like storytelling side through like this wrapping someone in a barber cape and having 45 minutes of time with them is, is quite an interesting experience. Well, so a lot of people will tell their hairdressers more than anyone. Like, yeah. I feel very close to my hairdresser. Dada, shout out, Portuguese man. Love him. <laughs> um, he, he cuts my hair. You're a loyal uh, hairdresser. Like, you got, you got I got my guy. guy. Yeah, most I got my guy and I feel like, yeah. like we, ha we have WhatsApp conversations now. Uh -huh. like, I, li I like text him before I'm going to come in. And I'm like, oh, you do. I'm going to come and see you tomorrow. But I feel very like, and we spend 45 minutes, but I swear in that 45 minutes, you don't look at your phone. So that, that's like one of the most connected times I have with a human being in a weird way is my haircut. Yeah. And I can kind of understand why that's so... I think it's so important to have any yeah any moments where you have some new time like we all know what it's like to like be hustling all the time yeah. and doing it and doing it and doing it and keeping on going but it's like those moments where you do have you time it's like that's not pe putting your feet up in a lazy way it's just about being able to go you know what I can't do anything but just you cut my hair are you or yeah. oh you're I don't know are you going into whatever that may be everyone's things different you're going to do yoga whatever yeah. it's like um so so that happened which was my my um projection of this was like my ego was removed completely and that was a very liberating feeling because I was like, okay, so I can just be a voice and, and, and get these stories out there. But something else happened, which was the reaction that I got from the initial 500 followers I had who were my pals, it was like the, 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 the engagement with, with these posts was way more than any, anything I'd ever posted before because it was like, it, was, it wasn't just another photo. It was something that someone could read. It was something that even to my friend's circle and slightly extended, felt like it was it was of a bit more value. And I felt that from a couple of messages and a few more comments and this thing. And I went, oh, okay. And then, of course, when the BBC thing came out, that really changed the game. And the way I wrestled with that was after that joking, you know, I called my sister, like, joking and saying, what am I going to do? There's loads of thousands of people following me. I realized, well, just stick with the program. Like, of course I want more people to follow me. Of course I want this to go out there because this isn't about me. And even though my face might be in it sometimes and I'm happy to spearhead this, like I know why I'm doing this and, and I keep that in check. And, and, and I keep on thinking, as I said, like for me, I used to play music and guitar. This is like my amplifier. This is like the story and everything is this content. It's the songs yeah. and it's like, how can I turn it up as loud as I can so That's more people can hear it? You it's know? a beautiful way of And this is great as well, because I think like you're speaking about this is this is like your personal influence. You've grown your channel influence and you're still looking at this going actually how can i amplify this and do good and i suppose that's where the do something for nothing hashtag comes in right it's about mm -hmm. how you're taking this is what i'm doing but you know this is everybody can access this this isn't just about hey look at me guys i'm doing something this is about and inspiring other people to help as well and trying to make everyone else more conscious right 100 when was that first time that somebody then reached out to you and said i've used the hashtag like when did you start to notice other people going hashtag do something for nothing was that an, yeah. what was that moment like and what was it what was it a saying or was it a thing that when you started the hashtag was it i want to start a movement or was it this is what i believe and i'm just going to put that out there and then you saw it becoming a movement well it's interesting to talk more about it like yeah. the kind of the like i mean more of an intricate way it was just, which is like the actually i did check the hashtag i looked and i saw i was like do something for nothing that works because you know it's it's four words that are very just for every you know it's like it, it's not hashtag haircuts for homeless that's pretty yeah. niche right yeah. it's like so i checked and had 10 posts on the hashtag on instagram yeah. and i was like 
all right, this is like free. This is like yeah. available. So I was like, this this works because it's for everybody. It's it's for, you know, it's for, for anyone who feels like um, they're engaging with this. And the first person, so it started trickling out with a few different, more like repost stuff and kind of people shining a light on what I was doing. But then, so if, you know, when it became a movement for me was when uh, there's a girl called Jade Stat and she's a vet looking after animals. She was living in Greater London and she emailed me and said, hey, I am a vet. I know there's lots of homeless dogs around London. Do you want to meet for coffee and have a chat? And I was like, yeah, I'd love to. Met her. And, you know, if I was the crazy person, like, dancing on the hill, she came and started dancing next to me because we were around on the streets yeah. together, like, this team. It's a great and I was video, like by the way. Giving yeah. A, yeah, and I was, like, I was going to give a haircut. And she, when we saw someone who had a dog and all of, you know, dog owners in London who are homeless, like, they know, they love these animals to pieces. There's, like, for sure, but... I wouldn't know the best way to look after them if I was just like didn't have any advice and access to all those things and yeah. being able to pay for these services. So she started giving them advice, doing all the things she could on the street with her kit and then referring them on to another vet. And and it was it was it was that that went ah, actually completely different skill, different passion, using it. She wasn't a charity. She wasn't a not for profit. She was one person who went today. I'm going to bother using my time to go out and do something and it was and from there it was like okay then music this guy chris in new york goes out and plays on the street for people this isn't just about homelessness we had a post one really lovely one at the beginning was this girl going into an elderly home and she just had lunch with a lady who doesn't have any family who come in and see her anymore and yes she did take a photo of her and of course you've got to be consent with any of that stuff but it was just telling her story saying this is her this is how old she is mm. this was a bit of her life it's like an arm around people in your community who might need it it's the people who might feel invisible who you've got to remember there's a lot of value in those stories there's a lot we can learn from that so yeah it's right. it's for everyone you know and i think that's a really powerful concept the fact that when i've heard you talk before about human connection and actually when you boil this down boil this down to its root thing it's how do we all connect as human beings and what's the what's the real feeling that we need to have in the generation now between us that's going to help mm -hmm. take us forward because yeah and there's and there's and there's you know i think i i've got to this point where i realize my job not my job our job really but with do something for nothing is to is to um accessibility is the most important word to me like i'm not i want to help transition people off the street i want to help fix solution-based problems. I don't want it to just be completely whimsical and wacky and kind, cool. Yeah. It's, But it is important to realize that everyone's got a role and I feel through storytelling and through the things that we're doing um, and where Do Something For Nothing is going, it's about making this accessible to as many people as possible. So accessibility then can lead to so many other different changes because everyone's got their thing. So I think if you can kick the door open of compassion for someone who's waiting, going, I feel helpless too, and I wanna know a way to connect in my community, I think that stuff snowballs. I think I felt it for me, transitioning those helpless feelings into empowerment is I feel like stories are the best way to do that. Creativity, art, there's lots of different elements to this now. So I've kind of taken on the idea that actually, I'm not really pulling numbers on stats of how many people I've, I've found out who've got off the street. It's not that I don't care, it's just that I'm very happy to, to continue doing this and see the way that this can open the door for other people. It's almost you start the domino. And yeah. And the <laughs> ripple effect is really important of what it does to other people. I mean, from my personal experience, <coughs> having, having, sorry, from my personal experience, watching you talk two years ago at the Do Lectures to where I am now, that's been a two-year transition for me to get to the point of 
you know, the story I told you about Ricardo, who I bought a tent for yes yeah. a couple of days ago, who then I went onto social media for the first time and shared that story. And like, mm. I felt so, like, just it made me feel something completely different I'd never felt before. And it wasn't about me, it was about helping someone else, but I felt like it helped me because I'd got over that fear to go and help another human that I didn't know. And, how, and, and that was so empowering. And what do you reckon that is? Like, why is that? Why does it feel good? Like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, oh, why it's funny because it they say that like the reward mechanism is like the same chemicals are released in the brain, right? When you help or give something to someone else than when you self gratify or reward yourself. And mm -hmm. I don't think people connect to that. I don't no. think people understand that that's actually yeah. a thing. Yeah. Kind of liking it a little bit to retail therapy. When you're upset, you go and buy something. It makes you feel happy. Yeah get the dopamine reward hit. therapy you can you can actually do the therapy. same thing by just going and helping someone else in fact it'd be a lot stronger and you build a more conscious self around it which is really interesting yeah man and that's uh, that's important that stuff's really important to to write up and get out there because because i i, I feel that's something i think about a lot i think about i worry that sometimes like compassion and empathy and all those kind of like words get put under like new school liberal snowflake kind of yeah. criteria and you know i try and tre tread like a a firm middle line that's humans and it's about people and i look and think about the ways that it's it's marketable in in logic almost because it's yeah. like it's like you're right it's logical in a chemical um you know in, in, a, in a chemical way where you, you're right i think the, the the feeling that you can get from from going out and getting out of your comfort zone which that's you it. have no choice in doing and going you're a stranger i don't know you um can we chat maybe it will work out maybe it won't and if it does there's there's a value in that there's a value because it kind of i just can't help the the real part of it that you walk away going all right maybe maybe i can be a bit more valuable maybe we can cooperate a bit more and all it took was me just trying a bit harder and and i think that stuff in studies of well-being it's called eudaimonic happiness or eudaimonic i think the word is and it's it's hedonism is one type of happiness and that is of course the going out on the retail therapy and all that stuff but does make you feel good i love this jacket it's yeah. great tenor from a vintage store yeah. levi's amazing yeah i was well happy <laughs> but it's like you know i'll still wear it but it's you can't you can market this i can say hey look this is a cool jacket but the stuff we're talking about it, it, you can't really put it on a billboard you can't really you can't really say it, it's a it's a write-up isn't it it's a long form it's thing. innate though isn't it it's inside yeah. of you there's a like a, a like a shift a change yeah. which is uh -huh. which, uh -huh. you, which you can't wear it's something you have it's funny go back to your initiative when you first started telling the story the fact that you went into work the next day to tell that story shows that 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 process was already happening in your brain like you were already yeah. reaping the rewards of doing yeah. that yeah Yes, and that's and you know it's 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 great to go into it a, a bit deeper because it's also important to mention that there's take that scenario where I go into the salon the next day and I talk to clients about it. There's two ways that that could be perceived, and of course I get the initial way: someone earwigging and overhearing from the next chair, be going like, "All right, mate, telling everyone how you went out and like did something nice for someone." Especially in Britain, we're terrible at that. It's like yeah. you're like it's like, "Oh, well done, me." Pat myself on the back, but that's. Believe me, that's the surface. The reason I talk about what I do a hell of a lot and the reason I talk about this is actually that I realize that when I post something on Instagram, the coolest thing for me is that Josh and the idea of who I am, that could change. It could be Henry, different face, different color, whoever. It could be a different part of the world. It's like people are seeing a, a, a human connection that's, that's warming them in some way that's like a nourishment to them and it's like yeah. i'm not 
I remove my ego. It's like it's a funny balance that you you play because it's like I'm alright to talk about. It. I don't mind if one person thinks like, well done, mate. You know, isn't it supposed to be about you know a bit more humility and like you know a kind act should be just be between two people. I'm like, now nah, I'll talk about it all day long because I'm up for inspiring people because I know that I'm removing my ego in putting myself out there. It's like I am happy. I care more about inspiring someone else to feel the same things and care more about this and the stories of the people than I do about my own bullshit, about worrying about my ego. Yeah. You get you, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, that's that's an important thing to, to recognize. It is. And so Instagram's been really important to you. Let's talk about that. Obviously the platform's only seven, eight years old. You know, you started this, what year? How long ago was this? You started like the first time posting Instagram that you remember, When? what year was it when you? Very first post. Yeah, yeah, first when you started. Like 2013, I think, maybe five years ago. Oh, no, no, oh, no, no, not do something enough. I mean, when I first joined Instagram ever, it no, was like. first do something nothing. Oh, oh, right, yeah. So, like, I guess the first couple years on Instagram was just whatever, like, happy snaps. And then it was like 2015, the end of 2015. What was it, 2018 now? So, three years ago, we're actually like three years ago now, basically, that I first posted one of these stories. And that was um, this guy called Derek, who. He's actually from my hometown in Exeter and Devon, but actually I had cut hair in London, but I was back there for the weekend. He was actually the first story I, I posted. And he's um this guy who uh, he was always up and down and back and kind of somebody who was an amazing character, but he was, um yeah, I just got to know him and he was the person who was like, yeah, put me, he was like, gave me the access because he was like, yeah, tell my story. He was like really into it. He was a real character. So I posted his story three years ago, yeah. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. How have you found that platform? Like, let's just talk a little bit about yeah, you curating the stories because I think when stories have come in, I mean, I've been watching you for a few years now and actually your curated stories are beautiful. You get to be able, the way you tell the story now has changed. You used to be kind of two pictures side to side and now you've been able to use that platform from a content point of view um, and just bringing it back to like, you know, things that we do and how you've built that brand. You've been able to use different platforms for different ways of connecting yeah. and also there must have been a switch right there must have been that point where you have having all this traction on your josh coombs uh, coombs instagram and you're trying to build do something for nothing as a hashtag not knowingly trying to build it you're using it but there must have became a point where you're like 
okay, so this is a lot bigger than me and mm -hmm. I really want to help spread this. So was there a point in your mind where you were like, shit, I have to actually change the way I think about yeah. things now because I've had a lot of attention around my story, but mm -hmm. I want to spread the message. The reason why you're doing this is to get more people to do the similar thing, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really important to, to constantly be thinking about the best way of like using these platforms to reach more people. The before and after photos I post always get the most engagement because there's a really clear transformation and a way to read the story. But it has transitioned for me because it started out less confident. It started out way more thoughtful from my end of what can I and can't I write? What can I post? And I don't know how this is, even though it, 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 was, it wasn't complete. Like I was still, I think there was still some worry of like, now I'm doing this, how is that gonna be perceived? But now, all of that stuff's gone. Now it's like, Instagram stories is, are incredible to be able to like do the daily look at this in real time. And the posts, it's more a time thing where it's like, whenever I have the time, I'll be posting there too. And I'll be writing from my heart about how I feel about this. And usually it's in the words of the people and I've got better and better at being able to transcribe those moments <coughs> that we share together. But Do Something For Nothing has its own channel, so that's at Do Something For Nothing, and that's something, to be honest, I struggle with. Like, the, the things that I struggle with, and I think I've spoken yeah. to you about before, Phil, as well, is like, yeah, this has become bigger than what this is, and time is an issue, and it's like, sometimes, because everything that I do... Time for your perspective in terms of investing time it's, into it. It's, it's in, Yeah, because the going out and doing it bit is like the bit that I'm, I'll get out there every day, but it's it's become like, actually I'm in my laptop a lot. Actually, I'm trying to connect wise to keep this going. Actually, yeah. I'm... You've learned videography. You're now doing the videos and editing them. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I shoot now, so now I shoot like video content. I take like photos. I'm, I'm actually doing, you know, like these things that weren't, I'm editing. I'm like, I'm, and I'm you're traveling globally, which wasn't happening three years. Yeah. Yeah. Traveling way much. more. So, you know, I, I'm, there's never like a time I'm not doing something, but I, I wish the thing that bothers me the most right now is that I know there's potential for this to grow more. And it's about more content, more creative storytelling. And I think for do something for nothing as a hashtag at the moment, what's happened is it's been put out there in the world. A certain amount of people have grabbed it and gone, this is cool. But then there's always going to be these these other people who are like they need a little bit more. Yeah. They need a little bit more of like, and it's not hand-holding, patch, patronizing way. It's just like a little bit more to go. No, what can I do? Yeah. And it's like, okay, well let's 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 yeah. talk about that. Well, this I is guess. probably where we need to start tran translating it into like actionable tips. So whether you've got like a blog with guides and smaller thing like breaking it down for people, and obviously with your time and Instagram as a platform kind of limits, I suppose that the output that you can build from that and also with your resource. So you need to get a team. Almost has to become a, a business, right? And yeah. you need to be able to m sustain it. And it's quite a horrible word because you don't want to start talking about a business and business mechanics when you're trying to do something for good. And then you've got the charity thing. So it must be quite a, a juggle at the moment. It is, yeah, definitely, Matt. It's like, it's like that's the biggest, that's the thing that's always been the, the for me, I, I, I know that it's got a transition to something that has its own, um, engine its own team because i feel like i don't know whether it's um a charity or not-for-profit in the traditional sense that's the reason why right now the most the greatest thing about it is it's like free access to anyone like i it's always when I, yeah and when i give a keynote i'll always say like this is I, i you know this is as much yours as it is mine and and it's like i'm not talking about this as an expert i'm talking about this as like a human who's who's got an acute understanding some of these experiences recently it's just like and that's beautiful because anyone can pick it up and take it yeah but at some point but at then, some point you, you have got to go yeah, yeah. you've got to go look this 
this is like, because it's not coming from, I work with brands, like a bunch of different, well, not a bunch, but like there's about two or three different brands who I've worked with solidly for the last, not like different relationships at different times. Who but was I mean the first brand that came in that to, to, to actually saw the story? Other than the BBC, obviously, let's look at like a brand traditional. The tr- do you know what? The first, the first um, like Lush Handmade Cosmetics yeah. were like the first, really strong brand relationship I developed and those guys are really incredible they do alongside from from this you know amazing smells and soaps and all that stuff they have a film fund they have a lush digital um, platform which is like a radio player and episodes and me and my buddy how they um they we, we 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 got through to them and 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 the, he already is a filmmaker for them and basically they sponsored like a, a multi-city episode thing that lives on their lush player and i started doing some panels for them and different stuff and they've got so many different um mediums so they were really really important to um to see how brands actually give a shit like because before the first year there was lots of contact from different stuff of like hey what about this thing and hey you want to wear a watch and i'm like do you see what I'm doing? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. like on the street cutting air yeah. for people. Like that's not what this is. But, but they were the first people to go. Ah, okay. Now this thing does work when it's right. And now, right now, Tom's shoes are the people. Are Tom's? I just called Tom's because I do eyewear and shoes. But I'm, I've just started a campaign with them recently, and that's they're really. Um, they Again, really but a belief-driven band. I belief-driven mean, brand. The they're actually, they're actually. So they're a, a, a company. They're not a charity, but they do one, one for one um, giving. So for every pair of shoes sold, they give one away to different communities. I've just for put away profit for good. Yeah, for good and the real deal. Truly, truly, because everyone's going to be skeptical of different brands and what the their the the marketing side of it. Yeah. You can never really see the impact. And I've just been away in India on a trip with them, and I've I've seen that now, but. But they're kind of powering your. They're actually so yeah. They're they're the, we're on a campaign together, and I'm um you know it's 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 storytelling to their audience, but it's also being able to invest into um, different things. For instance, this art show where we're about to go and head out to Brixton in a minute and do. They're not actually part of that yet, but we're looking at all these plans for like a touring art show next year. So there are brands who are like they got money, they want to use it right, and they're starting to think about how beyond social impact they can actually help individuals who have ideas. And that's a really um, beautiful, amazing thing. I see in that sense, I'm not like, there's no sell out for me when it's about, the, when your moral compass is in check and you know why you're doing something, like that's that's my sell out. My sell out, so I don't, I'll never sell out my own heart. Like I'll, I'll, I'll like, and as long as I'm in check with that, then like from there it's pretty much good. And, and, it's, and it's, a, it's a really I guess a time brands are especially Lush and people like Tom's. They've been doing this since the beginning. I think it's part of their belief yeah, system. Exactly. Um, I it's think ingrained, gonna, it's ingrained in their culture sh- from yeah, the beginning. Yeah. We are going to see a big shift. For, I think for a lot of brands now, looking at how they can have some kind of social good impact. Um, I know you've done lots of talks in the last two years for brands like ASOS and New Look, and like I said, they're they're all looking at putting you on stage and trying to help. And it's like I really hope that the brands. How can they the future start supporting will start to, yeah. to support? Because like Lush will give you the budget to go and do short films, put a Lush player out to their audience, which yeah. goes your mm-hmm. your community. Um, but how do you grow the movement? Yeah, how, well how do you get them to invest and, in the and, movement? And, and that's a good that's point the, too yeah. as well, because also I think it's really important to write now. And again, I don't want to make it just about me and know what it is, but like this is important to go. If anyone's thinking, listening, go, but how the hell do you pay the rent? Like that's an important question. It's an important like, question, yeah. Yeah, it's, that's been a journey. Like I quit my job, I'm staying on friends' sofas. I haven't got a trust fund. I'm, you know, it's just important to get all that stuff out yeah. there. But I believed in this from the start, and through talks, honestly, the the keynote thing, like talking for these brands, that's been the way that I've been able to still get these increments of payments to be able to go. I can still pay in the rent and do this. So, like when I go talk at 
X, Y, Z, or whatever, and I've had about five of those a year, six, six of those. That's literally what pays my rent. Uh, beyond that, there's like the when's it coming, who knows thing. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing that, that has kept me in check. I mean, that's how I met you at the do lectures. I mean, yeah, that's a different yeah, and actually, yeah, that was think, that was different. Yeah, that's and that's great because it's an experience thing. So that's again, that's not some of them you'll do because it's like you just want to talk. I want to talk about this all the time anyway. But it's like I'll go into schools and I'll talk about this for free. Yeah. Brands, I'll go into you know, yeah. but it's like brands have bigger audiences yeah. than most people. Yeah. That, that's yeah. the thing. They have access funds. They have re they have units. They have people, yeah. and they should be looking at the world as it is right now and going, how do we help? Because a lot of the bigger brands have been the fundamental ones to help with the demise of where we're at, whether it's environmental and fashion, like we've got to really look at it. And I think, you know, there's a lot of people who are into social good. You've, you've mentioned some people today, but you've got people that you're now meeting who are doing incredible things and each of those needs support. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, you're sat here going, I've done, if I'm honest, like you've done an incredible job to get the, the movement into where you are now from where you have been three years ago. But in order to amplify that message more, you need, you, I think there's something, need. I think we could create um, a, a Patreon subscription for you, a Patreon subscription, should I say, and have different tiers. So the average person could sponsor you 50p a week to create content for do something for nothing. And it, this could not be about you. This could be about one pot that fills up and then you decide who given money to other people to go out and do exactly. something. Exactly. And you could have a brand tier yeah. where they pay you know, yeah. 300 pounds a month. And actually you can, it's transparent. People can see the funding, exactly. how many people are sponsoring I, I, you. I, I mean, that could be a good way. That could be a really cool thing. Cause you know, actually I'd be willing to like put that out there like for sure, because the, the for me bit is like the bit I'll always be like, it's not even like whether it's a pride thing or not. It's just that like, I never really want to ask Joe Bloggs for money f for me. Cause I'm like, I never, I've never had much. And I'm like, I'm all right, I'll get by. Like I'll work it out somehow. But it's like to do something for nothing bit is like, I'm like, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna lie. Like I. I want stuff. I think I've just turned this point in my corner of my life where I'm like, I would like a space where I can come home and like have a like somewhere I can like work on things and do things. Like I'm about to move out my room. Yeah, Peckham, you're like, sofa surfing at like literally. Well, like moment, I move out yeah. my hat, like sh my room Peckham is a shared house and like in two weeks and like, I ain't got, that's like I'm storing my stuff and I'm doing Nomad for about f four, five months. So I'm like, that stuff has come into my brain as something I'd really like to like have more and it's okay to admit that but for do something for nothing for sure like the fun for that is like to be able to create more content around this and yeah, those yeah. people who are actively using this hashtag yeah. it's like and there'll be people all over the world oh my god I yeah and, and you know i mean someone could chuck into that kitty like you know i mean that's that that's like going to benefit so many people to to, to to tell those stories and inspire so many more people that i'm like i'll do anything to campaign to like fundraise for that for sure. And we've talked about just a simple fact that we got to do something enough in dot com back. I know we haven't sorted out, but like yeah. not having a place where outside of social media, because you've <laughs> built a, a massive social audience, but then to translate that into action mm -hmm. is quite hard. And I think like, that's one of the things that we're looking at for next year. How do we create either a platform where you can type in where you live and the amount of time you want to give? And then we match that with a cause or people at location level. And I think that simple thing that like, I have an hour a week and I'd like to give it to something and here's some options. Mm -hmm. like, that's where most people struggle. That's what I struggle because before I met you, I was always like, I want to do something to give back. I don't know what it was. And my thing working with you was just to be able to support you with ideas with the brand stuff and like that's my time and i think and that's that's so that's like priceless because th that's you know that that stuff like using your skill set to help me to be able to think about those kind of ideas in a different way is like completely priceless because like everyone has their thing and like you're right that's just such a good point to break it down 
And I think it's important to do that. Do something for nothing as a hashtag, right? The way it's getting used at the moment is on Instagram and Facebook, which is curated posts of people's real moments in real life helping somebody yeah. or connecting with somebody. It might be with their skill or just their time or anything. I believe social media should be this amazing way to tell stories and then it should circle out into real life and it should have this journey that takes you to real, genuine interactions that are really gonna be the things in life that actually like build you and give you growth as a person. But then the cool thing is when you get there, you might wanna circle that background again onto Facebook and Instagram and storytelling because you're gonna pop it and inspire someone else. Yeah. And the circle start going out no, and in again like this. Honestly, that's and it's, and it's, but, the, but your, your time might not be best spent out on the street. And I also, am, I'm well aware that not everyone is a really social person and that's a comfortable place for them. Maybe that's a journey that might take you longer. It's like, we're meeting people, like you were saying, you, me and you being able to connect in this way, all of us being able to connect. Mel, who's a photographer, uh, a videographer who got in touch with us recently, we're putting on an art show in Brixton. We had one in Dalston. This is another topic, but just to brush over that, she's this girl who emailed me and said, hey, what can I do? And I'm a videographer. I'm like, well, we're doing this show in London. And she's, she's incredible. She's well. over here. She's yeah. awesome. She's given her time and con capturing all of this and editing this stuff and just with us and hanging out. And she seems to have a smile on her face that no one's handed her a penny. And it's like, that is like, wow, that's yeah. like mind blowing. Anything, you know, people, people, you can, there's a bunch of different ways of, 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 of putting your skill to use. And I think that's why it's, it's so important to mention that. No, I think like what you just said there, and I, I think th the way you speak about it is so, so real that actually social media is supposed to connect us, but then people use it to put up pictures of like, you know, food and dogs or whatever, which is great, which is cool. It's a nice photo, but actually it doesn't really connect you back to anyone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, you're not like connecting. Like when I, s when I see your things, I'm like, fuck, that's emotional. Do you know what I mean, there's an emotion there that's conjured within what you're, the stories you're creating. And actually that's, you know, as I'm talking about people who can try to build movements, who want to tell their story, like what's really important from this podcast, I think, is that you're able to tell other people's stories. Mm -hmm. Like you, it's sure. like people always think that social media is about their story, but actually maybe it's about curating other people's stories. Yeah, as a platform, do you know what I mean? And that's <coughs> bigger than anything. You know, that's that's what's beautiful about and, it. And you can be, it's, it's really great as well, because you can kind of take back... Um, you know, you can skip the middleman in so many ways. Like from a journalistic standpoint, I mean, it's like, I never thought I'd be a journalist, but I am. Like, yeah. I never thought I'd, I'd have to not read the paper anymore and just go out and do it myself, but that's what I do. And I'm not saying I know everything, I still read and I still do stuff, but like my experience is like me going out and getting this. I don't have to read about homelessness anymore. I will, if I need to know anything, yeah. I go out and I talk to people. Yeah. I go out and I get it. And I'm like, and then the good thing is, you can go out and you can tell it. In like quite an unfiltered way that people can see, and it's like, yeah, in an honest way. I try, I try not to like glorify or demonize anyone. Of course, maybe I might not mention some 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 something someone won't want me to. Of course, there's still ways that it's always going to be edited to some degree, unless it's completely live streamed. But that's that's kind of the beauty of it. Is like it's um, you can kind of take that storytelling back and like all those again. I think that's a big thing for everyone right now. Like we're all so like done with this like who do I trust, like which side, left or right, because it seems like this weird amalgamation of the same thing now. And it's like, it's like, you gotta, you gotta got just go, this, my advice is this, it's real simple. It's like, you're a person and you're gonna meet a bunch of people each and every day. And th like for me, the f that person in front of you is where it starts and then it ends. Like I, when I go out and I meet anyone, the biggest thing I've learned is like, whoever I meet, 
I concentrate on them for that moment and it starts and stops in that moment. And by that, I mean like no judgment, no blanket terms, no generalizations carry on from that one person to anybody else. And it seems to be a sensible rule because yeah. I feel like I'm always learning when I go out with that head on my shoulders. Um, it's yeah. amazingly conscious of you to be able to do that. I think most people, the distraction of everything, like to be able to focus that and be able to be in that moment with that person and not have any judgment is an incredible, like it's a very, it's a way of thinking, which I think doesn't happen. Like when I watch you with people, it's, I can see it. And it's a very unique trait, which is something that I think like, you know, as everyone can learn from you, like I think it's, it's an interesting point that you don't talk about because you do it naturally, but it's a very conscious way of thinking. You think consciously about the, your actions and your reactions to people. Yeah, you, you, and you gotta just, that's it. I mean, everyone, everyone, every, and everyone is different too. So it's like, it's just like, you do use really other, you know, it's another good one too. Like wh whatever your thing is, like not everyone is gonna wanna like go out and chat to people a bunch, but I feel like the authentic you is like the where it's at. And I think there's a way of, um, there's a way of trying to get there. And um, you know, and also, you know, it's like, yeah. We're gonna round up in a couple of questions sure. that I've got, unless you've got anything else. No, go for we're, it. We're short on yeah, time. Yeah, 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 we are. Right, got an right. art show to go and run, don't we, Josh? Yeah. But like, <laughs> let's, um, there's a couple of things I wanted to ask. There's one which is, um, for anyone out there who's looking to start something that's purpose-driven, to, to, to something bigger than them, which, which almost probably will seem as scary as anything. Like if I'm just gonna go and sell pencils, cool, someone else has done that. If you're looking to change the world and make an impact and make a difference, how do you get over that first bit of fear? Is there any bit of advice that you can give other than the yeah. obvious start? I mean, that's gonna be. Yeah, hopefully you're gonna have like a, a bunch of guests on here who are gonna tell you all kinds of different things. Yeah. But like, so I just try and keep it like yeah. localized to like, it's, for me, it's, it's gonna sound maybe not with a lot of themes of like self growth, but it's like, I think lowering your benchmark is the way I'd put it. And the, the, the to extrapolate on that, if you have this big idea, right, that's amazing. And go and fucking achieve it. But like, don't forget that today is the best day to do anything. Action, like, just like, do it. Like today is the best day of like going out and doing anything. And that amazing idea you have to maybe start a business, a startup, or go and help that person, which is more relatable to this conversation, is like, don't let the idea consume you. Don't let it like the build up and and think, oh no, it's like, it's how am I gonna do that because of X, Y, Z? Because that, that creates more questions and more questions to be answered. It's like, minimize it, minimize it, bring it in. What's I go out the on first a- first step? I go out and I cut someone's hair and yes, that's a very tangible still, but, uh, skill, but it's like your conversation. Try going out and like just spend a bit more time with some people who need it. And it's like, I just think that is a really um, great place to start thinking about those ideas. I think so much can snowball. So I'd say minimize your efforts, lower your benchmark, do something today or tomorrow, whenever, but just just don't let the idea consume you, you know? Wicked. And the last one, unless you got one, I mean, there's, what, there's two actually, let's do two. So that, um, do something for nothing, what's the plans? 2019, you've got it at this point. Um, I know you're working with a few brands. You've got some. You've got some massive ambitions for what you've done. You've kind of started this snowball. It's amazing to see what one. What do you need in place? And two. What is 2019? What are you looking at? Yeah. So what? What do something for nothing needs in place? Um, talking really candidly, is it needs more help? It needs. If you are crea a creative of any type and you think you might be able to help tell some stories, that's an amazing way to help any media, uh, you know, whether that's audio, visual, uh, anything. So yeah, this is an art exhibition now. So me and my pal, Jamie Morrison, 
when you know and phil as well you tonight as well we're like you know we're teaming up and we're we're putting on art shows and that's collaboratively about yeah with a, collab with a group, which yeah is with, with a group of artists which is amplifying the lives of isolated people so these people who's hair i'm cutting on the street and whether i have cut their hair or not they're getting painted in these portraits and they're getting hung up on a wall and we're trying to harness social spaces to give them a social conscience we put on a music event in the summer which was good vibes yeah. it's about like what are people turning up to anyway so the vision for me is do something for nothing is access 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 it's storytelling as well which is like on social media, but also bringing that to the flesh. That's the vision. So it's like, you know, evenings, touch points, long form, conversational spaces where we can we can start feeling like more connected. The sparks that lead to real action, yeah. which is what we talked about. How do you create the sparks that lead to action? Exactly. Really important. Exactly. So all of that stuff's the accessibility, and then the storytelling side of it has to happen. Um, in a, in, a, in, a, in a for sure, just like capturing more of these moments. So, for instance, you know, if there's someone who's using this hashtag in Tokyo, like, I want to see that. Like, I want to see it as much as I do when there has been posts in Sao Paulo, Brazil, or somewhere else. It's like the global side of this is starting to pop off. Like, being able to, like, sort of um, thread all of that stuff together, I think, could be even more inspiring for many more people. And that's money. It's maybe, a, a, what did you call it, the website? A uh, Patreon platform. Maybe it is, a, yeah, like, yeah, a yeah. platform like that. That's kind of the other stuff that I think could be really valuable. If you were going to leave the universe with one message, one tag on a wall, what would that tag say? Be selfish. <laughs> let me let me explain. I don't do anything that I do every day. If it wasn't for, it makes me feel really fucking good. And, and I, mean, I, I mean that. And the reason I say that is like everything, I, I, everything starts from within. Everything that you do has to start with you realizing that it's good for you it's not because i should do good things it's because it feels good to do good things so i'm like be be selfish but but recognize that the best thing that you can do for yourself to grow as a human is go out there and lose yourself i think in these moments with other people and be able to get out of your comfort zone with other humans is the way that i feel like it's like hardwired for all of us to be able to grow Amazing. Thank you so much, Josh. Thanks, um, cool. Thanks a lot. You've been an incredible guest. Um, you've, you know, you're an aspiring dude. If if you want to look up Josh, you can follow him on social media at Joshua Coombs and um, do something for nothing. Cool. Is that what's yeah. the hashtag for? Do yeah. something for nothing. Yes. Is simply do something for nothing. Yeah. So hashtag do something for nothing, but it's at do something for nothing on Instagram um, or Facebook as well. And uh, yeah, the art show. If you want to check that out, it's at Light Noise Art. So that's growing, and that's going to be hopefully soon. And, and follow Josh, and if you if you see that he's in um, your city reach out go and have a coffee with me i think that's the thing like your oh, story yeah. you, you will connect with people you're accessible you want that you want yeah. to be able to translate oh so. i meet people all the time whatever city i'm in i'm like there's incredible people i meet i make new friends all the time yeah. i'd love that yeah wicked thank nice you so one. much man cool thanks buddy cheers